It is No Gifts, Please, the parenting podcast by the pair with no real gifts, but a whole lot of gumption. I'm Steve Noviello. Hey, everybody. I'm Jenny Anchondo. So nice to see you again. I love that we get to spend so much time together these days. Oh, my gosh. Before, we only got to hang when our kids had stuff that they were going to do together. Correct. And now we have just this excuse, (laughs) which is all we wanted was an excuse to hang out with each other and hang out with you guys. Yeah, for sure. But you still get to come over, which is nice. Um, I like that. Episode number three. Episode three. Here we are. We've got our first guest today, so it's an exciting day, and I cannot wait. I think this woman's a rock star, so we're gonna we're gonna hear from her in just a minute. But um, yeah, first we did recently get to get to hang a little bit. Brighton's good. The boys yes. are good. And I was noticing something. So we always joke that we don't clean our houses for each other. That's a di- that's, that's like the deal. The goal. That's yes. the friendship. It's the only kind of friendship I want right yes. now. <laughs> Yeah, someone you know who I mean? you do not have to clean the house for when they come over. Exactly. However, <laughs> I noticed most recently, well, and you were having a couple other families over too, so I don't, you know, maybe maybe you needed to clean the house for, <laughs> for them. them. <laughs> I was kind of looking around and I thought, okay, this looks almost like scattered mess, planned mess. <laughs> My mess feels a little more like pieces of paper glued to the wall and like random drawings that are found in places weeks later and dust bunnies and gunk. And your mess feels like somebody tried on a shirt five minutes prior and didn't put it back. <laughs> What's your schedule? So I, I will say that we, so first of all, I, well, you mentioned papers, right? Like I am not a stuff on the fridge guy. It drives me insane. So we have like a digital photo frame where I photograph the kids' art because there is a ton of it. I bought um, that one the, two years yeah. ago. I never activated it. I was going to say, I saw it in a box at your house recently, but yeah. I'm not going to, we're not, we're not here for that. <laughs> um, but honestly, I think that also because we have two kids, we have to be organized and they're both boys and they share a room and they share a closet. We have to have bins and things and labels because um, otherwise their stuff really kind of gets mixed up you for brighton it's kind of just her it's kind of a free-for-all free-for-all she's the queen of the castle she's the queen of the castle so but what about projects she's big on projects she's big on if we order something for amazon 100 chance it's going to be made into a castle which will involve tape and glue and scissors and bedazzler yeah so what do you do with the castles we... or are they not <laughs> castle people we're paper airplane people right now mm-hmm. and i have to admit i am no stranger to like taking them and finding when i find them around the house i just throw them away okay this is the <laughs> this is what i came here for i where's the paper planes exactly. okay so you're just you're quick to edit correct yes i edit like he has one of our kids has a crush right now and he's bringing home a lot Ooh. of drawings labeled top secret um <gasps> and frankly they're all about the same person. And with all due respect to this delightful young lady, I don't, I keep a couple for like, you know, when he's older and I can be like, hey, remember this? Um, You're but not yeah. Them all? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. We tried that at the beginning and it was just too many. ridiculous. But you know what? My advice pales in comparison to our guest today. I'm so excited to introduce Julie Cole. She's the co founder of Mabel's Labels, best selling author, professional speaker, media personality, and a mom of six. Six children, Julie. Julie, we need ages. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're uh, we're an easy. I find it an easier part of life. So they're 14, 16, 18, 20, 21, 22 ish. Seems yep. to change like every day. Somebody's got <laughs> a birthday. Sure. <laughs> right. Every other month, you're doing a part. Or you're, yeah. you you were in planning mode, party oh. planning mode. It was ridiculous. But here, here's the thing about Julie as well. So you are, or, or you're kind of in your in your past life, an attorney as well. Right. Now you've started your own business called Mabel's Labels. 
Uh, I mean, award-winning entrepreneur here. So your whole, I mean, your thing is like managing the mother load. Yeah, I, I I have a lot on, you know, like it's a it's a it's a busy old life, and uh, with all the kids, and with uh, starting a business, and growing a business, and growing a family, uh, it's been it's been a bit of a ride. What was, what was the start of that? I have to. I mean, you. It sounds like you yeah. were busy already. You had a, a big professional life, a big family life. What made right. you wake up one yeah. morning and say, you know what? I got to make labels. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. I am a recovered lawyer. Recovery is going quite well. <laughs> um, so honestly, I think whenever you know you, you endeavor to start a business or make a big change in life, you have to understand your why. So for me, there were there were two reasons. One was that I was a busy mom with little kids and we were losing stuff and permanent marker didn't work and masking tape. And I thought there's got to be a product out there that's dishwasher, microwave safe, personalized labels with their names to go on, you know, the sippy cups and the bottles and, the, you know, when they go off to daycare or nursery or whatever. So there wasn't. So that was why number one, filling a gap in the marketplace. People always say to me, how do I come up with a good idea? And I'm like, go through your day and find something that annoys you and fix it. Because it's probably annoying <laughs> that some people do, right? Um, and then my second why was because of my kids. Um, at the time, my eldest child, Mac, had just turned three. And he already had two younger siblings. So it was busy anyway. Um, but he was diagnosed with autism. And at that point, I knew that I wanted to be able to advocate for him. I needed to set up a special education program for him. I had, you know, a revolving door to my basement, which I turned into a therapy center. Um, and I just needed the flexibility that the non-traditional workforce would offer me entrepreneurship. So that was how that happened. And now at Mabel's Labels, we just celebrated our 20th birthday. And, you know, I'm happy to report that. You know, as Mabel's Labels has grown, uh, you know, we're in a 20,000 square foot facility, 50 full-time employees. We sold this back to school season. We put 27 million labels at our door. So it has been busy. Um, but also my son, who's my eldest, also has, you know, experienced a lot of success. He has graduated from college. He um, has a job. He has friends. He's got a black belt. He's a lifeguard. He drives. He all, does all those things. And I often say that on my deathbed, I'll say he's my life's greatest achievement. The other five are okay, too. <laughs> <laughs> Words to live by. That's beautiful. I I'm curious back then. So were you phasing out of lawyering at the time with, with the kids that you already had? Or where right. were you in that transition? I just think that's a, that's a common thing that comes up for working parents. Where they're thinking, oh, I'm, I love this. I love these people. I want to still do something. How'd you transition? Well, and that's the thing too, because a lot of people might want to stay home with the kids. For me, I do like working and I felt that through working, I could be a better um, mom as well. Um, again, just needed that flexibility. Of course, I was um, on several sort of mat leaves in a row at that point and we had done an international move. So there was, there was a lot going on, but I think that is something a lot of working parents, um, you know, ha have to manage, particularly when, you know, you're somewhere where there isn't a good maternity leave and you're forced back to work when your babies are still infants and you're still getting up in the night and feeding. That's, you know, that's really tough stuff. So um, the transition for me was, it just made a heck of a lot of sense. Um, but the thing is with entrepreneurship, I feel like it really gets romanticized. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no Matt Lee when you're your own boss. I know. Is there. That's the scary part. 
And it does like people think, oh, wow, an entrepreneur, you, you know, don't have a boss. You set your own (laughs) schedule. You write books, you do Ted talks, you do all that. But I'll tell you what it really looks like. It really looks like being pregnant with your fourth child and making labels in a basement till 2 (laughs) a.m. And then getting up with kids. It's not about like putting the kids to bed and then pouring a glass of wine and throwing Netflix on and chilling. It looks like doing without a salary. So then it's like, suddenly you're not going on that holiday. You're not buying that second car. You're not, you know, there's a whole lot of sacrifices that come with it. Hugely rewarding, but you know, there's a lot of sacrifice. So let's talk about this. So obviously you are somebody who clearly can get all of the things done. What, what are the takeaways for our listeners to, I mean, everybody wants to know, how can I be more productive? How can I be more, you know, organized? So let's kind of start with productivity. What are we doing? For sure. Show us your ways. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a couple of things I do. I do just the general things like I chunk my tasks. um, I keep a very strict calendar, those sorts of things. One I do specifically is I call it eat the frog. And that is I do the task I want to do least first. So maybe Mm -hmm. you need to call that angry customer or that angry client. Maybe like for me, writing the book, you know, it it Mm -hmm. just, it kind of hung over me. So in a situation like that, it makes sense to get up at six and just write every morning for an hour. And then you can put it out of your mind for the rest of the day. Maybe it's your workout, who knows what it is, but the thing that you want to do least do first, because believe it or not, if you don't, it's living rent-free in your brain for the rest of the day. And that takes up time and energy and that impacts your productivity. So I would recommend that for sure. So true. Eat the frog. I love it. Yes. Eat the eat frog. For me, it's the workout. So I do that. That's 5 a.m. Right. It's done. It's the, the frog eaten yeah. and then the rest of the yeah. things happen. I want to know if you have a regimen for the backpacks when they get home. Was there yes. like, was Mama Julie out there saying, okay, kids line up when you get home, you're unpacking your lunch and then you're putting your folder somewhere. Do you, are you having them take their shoes off? What does that look oh, yeah. like logistically? I've got all of that. So in, in my family, I'm a big fan of visuals. And this was probably as a result of having a child on spectrum. Um, and kids do respond very well to visuals. So I have a magnetic board for each of them, or not now, but when they were small, that had all the morning tasks that they had to do. Get dressed, brush your teeth, have your pre- breakfast, pack your lunch, you know, put your lunch in your backpack, pack your homework. And I, I did this for a couple of reasons. One, it's impactful. They move the magnet, they feel success. At the end, they go to school and they've already accomplished something. Two, I like peaceful mornings and I don't want to be the <laughs> nagging dragon mom. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, where are your gym shorts? Get the, the, the. Like, if they stand there and they look like deer in the headlights, I'm like, go to your ready, set, go board. And then they can go and see what they need to focus on. Um, and then I have a command center. And that's when they come home from school, any notes, anything goes there on the command center for me to sign. I mean, a lot of that now is online. So that's great. Um, And then, yes, they have to, of course, unpack their own, wash their own containers, do that sort of thing as soon as they get home. So we have our before school plan and our after school plan. And it does create a lot of independence because for me, I think you have to remember short term easy is long term hard. So if you're doing it for them, um, that's, Easier sometimes. I think I do too 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 much. Yeah. Yeah. But then, and like for me, it was out of necessity, but I have lots of friends who have onlys or have two kids and they are doing this too because they're like, I don't want to be that mom who's doing up their kids' shoelaces when they're 10. Right. So you put in the work to train them to be independent and you 
it pays off in, in the long run. My kids are not going to like this segment. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jacob, pack your lunch, buddy. Pack your lunch, buddy. He's Put like, that great, well, Skittles and Doritos. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, and here's the other thing, too. I leave nothing for morning of. There are no game yeah. day decisions. So those lunches are already packed. Um, the school clothes are laid out. Uh, breakfast is, you know, cereal and fruit. There is no short order cook. Yeah. Like this is not a weekend brunch situation. <laughs> um, it's even like grab a granola bar and have it on the way if you didn't have time. Yeah. So yeah, no game day decisions. So we do in our house. So one of the big pain points for us, and you were kind of talking about this earlier, you know, find the thing that really, you know, annoys you and try and fix it. So my husband and I split up. You're either, you know, um, you know, dishes and story or your bath uh, in terms of like our stuff. And the person who was doing story, the pain point was always when you ask the kids at bedtime, what story do you want to read? And it's like that it just it's it's like a, an hour like to pick really? the book. Oh my god. Okay, darling, darling, so I've got a solution. Well, so for wait, you. here's what I'm I'm gonna give you ours. Oh, okay, you found one? Wait. So right. it became the bath person's responsibility to once you put your pajamas on, your other action item is pick your book before we have family time. That way, when it's time for bed and the other dad brings you up to read your story, it's already on your pillow. And Ooh, it made see, a huge solution. difference. Great okay. solution. So all you all, those little things, right? Yes. And it just, because again, it goes from like, oh my God, I love story time, which is something I yeah. feel like I'm supposed to really love to, oh my God, just make a decision. You know what my kids really you know what my kids' bedtime story is darkness. <laughs> all right, so let's I, talk about saying no. Okay, you say okay. There's well, value first of all, I want to. I, I do. I am a big fan of no, but I do want to another little book trick, and that can okay. go for outfits. Oh, yes. That can go for everything. It's this thing called implied choice. I would never say what's for dinner. I would say, do you guys want tacos or stir fry? Those are so you would be. Do you want this book or do you want this book? That's what I do, Julie. Implied <gasps> choice. So they still feel I like they it. have some freedom, but they can get overwhelmed. So I don't say, oh, what do you want to wear today? I'm like, are you wearing this outfit or are you wearing this outfit? They get two choices. Can we still call oh, that implied cool. choice when you do it with a spouse or is that more like manipulation? I think that checks out. Yeah. I think so. All right. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about no. So yeah, I do. Um, I obviously have a lot to get done in the day and I need everyone to respect my time. And I, I find that people only respect my time when I respect my time. So speaking of lunches, I'll, I'll, I'll give some examples of how I say no at home. So if my kid forgot their lunch at school and called me to bring it, I don't. <laughs> um, and it's, it's not mean. It's just a natural consequence. If I forget my lunch, I don't have a lunch either. So they can likely find a sibling who has a granola bar <laughs> or an apple that they can bum. But I'm not, I could spend my life chasing after kids with forgotten projects, forgotten gym clothes, forgotten. So guess what? You forget your gym clothes, you sit on the bench that period. You forget your lunch. You know, nobody's had scurvy yet. Nobody's starving. <laughs> and they don't feel like I'm punishing them. If they forget their project, then... Maybe they get a B instead of an A, or if they forget their homework, they maybe have to stay in at recess and do it again. That's just how life is. And, you know, I kind of laugh because the school secretaries always have this table where parents come and drop things off. And I call that the enable table. And never, ever should it exist. Like, Ooh, I do I not love. think I Really? Yeah. I mean, what would you think about maybe just moving in with us, Julie? <laughs> just like do an intervention. <laughs> Auntie, Auntie Julie's coming to I town. mean, I feel like you should have a show, right? Like where you go to people's homes and get rid of their enable table. <laughs> I'm sure you will. I mean, we were. Well, we, in, yeah, yeah, totally. I know. I know. And then. <laughs> Like more no's. So an example would be like, say if my kid came home today and said, Ma, I need 
you know, 24 cupcakes tomorrow for school. I would laugh and I'd be like, where are you from? Are you new here? Have we just met? It would never happen. And I even say no at work a lot to things. Like I have a no drive-by policy. You can't just pop your head in my office. You have to book because then I end up getting caught up in fixing everybody else's Mm -hmm. um, issues and not getting my own work done. So it's more like having boundaries and the expression that I use, you might want to mark this one down too, is your lack of planning does not constitute my emergency. So that goes for kids, that goes for staff, that goes for spouses, that goes for everyone, right? So yeah, I, the 24 cupcakes ain't ever going to happen uh, overnight. <laughs> even and, and honestly, let's face it, I'm not very kitcheny. Like even if I had two weeks notice, you know, that's something I'll outsource. And, I, and, and that's another thing. I say no to things that I don't like doing. Like I'd rather pay a baker to make my yeah. kids birthday cake and then they can pay me to make their kids labels, right? Let's all just do what we're good at. Yes, it, that's so good. Um something you were talking about and I think that being a control freak is something that parents in general can sort of lean into. I was going to say moms, but I'm going to go ahead no, and parents. you too. Yes, Steve. please do. Please do. <laughs> you know, being a control freak and 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 how that like the dynamic in the relationship. I think you have some wise words about not criticizing your partner. Although I feel like we have to for part of this podcast. That's just like a caveat. But not criticizing your partner as as a means to a like a better end. Well, a better end, not just like everyone's happier and feels confident in their parenting, but also from a productivity standpoint. So I'm going to tell you what happened. And I learned this lesson the hard way when I had my first. And I called it, don't create a monster. And I created a monster. So what happened was when I had Mackie Boy, like I was that mom who... Not all parents feel the love initially. Sometimes kids' babies grow on you or you feel guilty because you're not feeling it, the warm fuzzies right away. I was. Like, I had this baby and I was like, I did not even know this existed, like the love I had for this child. So then I thought I was kind of the expert on him and, you know, I wanted things done my way. So I can remember, you know, Daddy-O, I'd be like, can you, you know, grab a towel? And he'd grab a towel. Not that towel. Grab the blue fluffy towel. That one's better for Mac. It's softer. And he'd be like, okay. And I see what happens. And I've seen this pattern with my friends too. So what happens is you become the expert on your baby. Your co-parent, you know, tries to help as much as they can or, you know, be an involved parent, they get criticized. So then they lose a bit of confidence. So they back off and they stop helping or participating. And then you end up complaining because you do everything yourself and you have no help. So it's kind of a self-fulfilled prophecy. And when I discovered I did that, um, I decided that I would only ever comment on um, Daddy-O's things when the kids were at risk, like safety, health and safety. So if they have dirty faces, I didn't comment. If he dressed them funny, I didn't comment because it didn't impact their health and safety. It was hard. I did a lot of tongue biting, but I also learned what matters and what doesn't matter. And it made him a more confident parent, which made him a more involved parent, which means that I could get some stuff done and make some labels. I love it. I love it. Hey, we're running out of time for today. Real quick, tell our, our listeners where they can find you on social and your website. And you on, because I, I I mean, we need to have you back, first of all. This is oh, I have have so much fun. I have a million more I would, questions. A million. Yes. A million. Okay. 
<laughs> uh, where do we I'm find you? I'm looking my book around here. I was going to hold up my book. I don't even know where oh, we'll, it. Oh, we'll make a graphic. Anyway, yeah. send me a picture. Perfect. So um, uh, our website, of course, is mableslabels.com to find me specifically and find like some media and some blogs and blah, blah, blah. My book, actually, you can order it from there, is go to mableslabels.com slash Julie Cole. And my book is called Like a Mother Birthing Businesses, Babies, and the Life Beyond Labels. And it's all about life hacks, parenting hacks, and business I love hacks. It. Uh, can you give me 30 seconds on where the name Mabel's Labels comes from? It's so Because you're Julie. Yeah, I know. Just, they call me Mabel. No, it's just boring. It, it was a branding exercise. We wanted a cute little logo that we could personify as this sprightly, fun, energetic, innovative little character, just like our brand. And she's she's done us very well, Mabel. So, uh, And people remember the name. Well, it, it, works. Was branding, it was a branding win. Yes. It works. Thank you so much uh, for, for joining us today. And thank you so much for joining us. Remember to click that subscribe button. But most importantly, find yourself a friend you don't need to clean the house for. We'll see you next time.